Good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. When at? you When at? <laughs> when? <laughs> Every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We're at 91.5 FM WPRK, the best in basement radio. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. This is episode number 80. You can find our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. And we have a lovely show for you today, and we have oh, hell, welcome back, Mr. Thomas the Elderberry. Namaskre, John. Namaskre, and Judy Lay, and mm. Oil of Olay, and. Beware of the Ides of March. Is that what... That's oh, today. That is today? Yes. Well, I don't really beware, but I could. But it's the Ides of March today. Yes. Okay, I had to get my thing right where I could hear myself talk. <laughs> well, the Ides of March, what about... Well, what does that actually mean? I, I don't it's really... It's when they killed Caesar. Caesar salad? The one they made the salad for. Oh, the guy that the salad was named Julius. after. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, happy Ides of March. Happy Ides of March. That's that's wow. I didn't know that. Learn something every day. But there are things that we have taken from this past week, whether we learned it, whether it was just a little aha moment or what. So what have things have you learned this past week? The first one is aging happens. Yes. Embrace it. Yeah, that's all you can do. If you fight it, you're in a losing battle. Yeah, it's never going to stop. Yeah. Unless you know witches. I don't know. I, I, I keep, you can dye your hair. You can get all the injections you need or all of the collagen pumps that you need and putting your body. But it doesn't matter. Even when you see people that you're like, oh, my gosh, you're 70. You look 40. You look 50. But they still 70. But exactly, it's still 70, and not every part looks 50. No. You can know, <laughs> you, you would have, gravity takes its toll. I met a younger man, and he was much more haggard than myself. <laughs> can you imagine somebody, I met a man, he's younger than, he looks younger than me, but he's older than me. Bad. There are couples like that where where the younger one looks older and the older one looks younger. Benjamin Button babies. Yes. Yes. But, hey, it's out there. So what's the second thing that you've taken from this past week? That gay people will help other gay people in times of crisis and peril. Yes, they will. I uh, Yes, we will. But I, I hope everybody helps everybody in crisis and peril. But yeah, gay people, we do step, step up for each other. There was a story I read that the Hungarian and Croatian and Polish gays uh-huh. have signs up at the border crossing into Poland, and they're bringing them further into Europe. Right. Housing, shelter, food, everything. But the sad thing is that it has to be women because the men have to stay. 
Right. Not all men, though. They do have an age limit on that because 60. some of the older men, they are able to cross over. Cross over not to the cross-dressing side, but cross over to Ukraine. The border. To yeah. Poland. To safety. Relative yeah. safety. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, such a, uh, it's such a weird time that we're in. I know. It's like War World, War World 3. Is it going to happen or is it going to happen? We've already got a toe on the line, but let's not do that dance. I know. What were your two things? My two things? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, it, you, as you talk about gay people will come together for that. Mine are like, people will be selfish. Mm-hmm. People will be selfish. And selfish is not always a bad thing. I don't. I think selfish, the word, has gotten a bad rap. It's boundaries. Because people are like, ah. But people will be selfish in so many different ways that you th- don't think of. You're, I mean, I'm selfish. We're all selfish. We all do something for a selfish reason, whether it just be something small or whether it's be something that you're just very selfish about and you're only myopic, you know, you're only myoptic where you only see you. Focus and that's on it. that, yeah. I mean, there's a fine line between that and narcissism, but <laughs> mm, that's splitting hairs. But okay, yeah, there's a fine line there, but yeah, people can be selfish. I learned this past week. No, it wasn't anything in particular that happened. It was just I observational. Yeah, I just observed. I'm just like you know. People can be selfish. They, someone, let's put it this way: somebody was was not really thinking of my time. They were all up in their time and doing something, but they weren't really thinking about my time. And oh, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do this for me? Can well, the only reason you're asking me is because you made this one decision that was a selfish decision. Mm-hmm. And that's just what made me think. And it wasn't like anything bad. It wasn't anything upsetting. It wasn't any drama involved. You just draw your little boundary. It was exact. That's what it is. It's like, no, I won't. I try a circle of salt first. <laughs> I sage them. Ooh. I just smudge the whole place and be like, okay, trying to make it through this. And if you don't like the smell of it, then good. That keeps you away too. Demon. Exactly. You're a demon. <laughs> what was your second thing? My second thing this week is that, oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. We just went through another time where it started to get humid. It started to get hot, almost like a summer was happening. And then all of a sudden, we had a little cold snap for a day or two. Mm. And a lot of rain. But I it, I think that's going to be the last that we have. So I'm wearing shorts today with little mustaches on them. Well, it's going to be raining later today. And then after that yeah. rain ends in four days, it's going to be humid here. It's going to be very humid. But I'm ready for summer. I'm not quite ready because I'm not ready for the mosquitoes. We already have flood bugs. Yeah. True. That's early for him. I'm not that ready for mosquitoes yet. So going into local things. <laughs> so much. There's a lot going on locally. Let me grab my phone so I can see some of them it's too. It's the season. But yeah, yes. Winter Park Art Festival's this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Winter Park Art Festival. Hopefully it's a lovely weekend, you know, for for that to get out. And isn't Tina Burner doing her show at the Abbey? Yes. 
her one-woman show. She has a couple of them that she's done, but she is coming down to do the one-woman show at the Abbey. Then she will also be taking part in the Miss Comedy Queen because it will be her step down. She was able to hold on to the crown for two years. With claws. Thank you, COVID. Yes, with claws. In the meantime, she goes on Drag Race. She and starts, rules the world. <laughs> starts going through all this stuff. Um, yeah, Tina Burner's going to be in town. Um, the Mr. and Miss Comedy Queen is coming up, which you can find out at um, eventbrite.com for tickets. Um, the actual Miss National Comedy Queen will be coming up soon, and that is going to be taking place at Isn't House it? on Church. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're at, at Southern Nights. It's this week at Southern Nights. They're ha- doing the... Um, the prelims. They're doing the prelims for Miss Comedy Queen, but they're also they also have the Mister and I can't remember the name of it. It's not Miss Comedy Queen, Miss Lady Comedy Queen. So it's a Mister Comedy Queen, and then Miss Lady Comedy Queen, and Lady is for um, anybody but a females. Eighty up. Yeah, uh, for yeah, if you're female, it's mainly for females because the la- this one is Jenica who has it, and the last one that had it was. Um, um, Pistol Mercy, she had good it. name. Oh, that's her drag name. But she she's a she's a girl, but she does queen. She's a bio a bio queen, I guess they call them. As opposed to biohazard. Exactly. Thank you very much. Although biohazard would make a great queen name. Mm-hmm. She has to be a mess though. She has to be a total mess of a person. To have that name because that would just give it to it. Then there's also Rainbow Comedy, which is a Fat Fish Blue at the Orlando Improv, which is at 9101 International Drive, Suite 2310. And it's um, stand up comedy with a cause. And Greg Metz from there is going to be here next week with hey. us talking. I look forward to that. And that starts at 7.15 p.m. Yes, I, I very much look forward to that, too. And, yeah, where did that go? I know I had a, for the n- Empress, I know for Oh, that's Baronsi's. Yes. Isn't that April 4th and 5th at Parliament at, House? At uh, Sac, Sac Comedy Lab? At Sac Comedy Lab Theater at Parliament House is going to be, yes, the... the um, Miss Bearded Empress? Miss, yes. The yes. national, the national misbearded impress, and they seem to. It's it that is a community of our LGBTQ sector that I'm so glad at the recognition they're getting, and I'm glad like people like Beyonce are giving them platforms. A different also, type Ma- of Michelle drag. Bone Woods also. She's the she's the title, not the title holder, but she holds the. The pageant system for it. I'm holding. She holds like a strap. It. Well, yeah. She's the strap holder. Yeah, Michelle Bonewoods, you're the strap holder. <laughs> He's a hair hopper. <laughs> She's the strap holder for it. So also, um, and yeah. Don't forget, and, and don't forget the last one. There's still tickets available for Ginger Minge at Will's. That's- Yes, Ginger Man has a lot going on. So this show is April 23rd. There's a 6 o'clock and a 9.30 um, booking. Yeah. Those tickets are available at willspub.org. It will sell out. It will. It will. It, it will. Yeah. Will will for the win. Will will. Will will sell out. <laughs> no. Too much money. <laughs> no. 
No, they won't. So Ginger, man, she's on a roll. She is on a roll. It came out this past week that she is slated to be Winifred Sanderson in Hocus Pocus 2. That's big news. The drag queen version of her. Yeah. That's big news. That's very big news for Josh. Especially knowing that he's friends with um, Divine Grace. Yes. Yeah, mm. with all of them. It's, yeah, that's, it's going to be something. I'm like, that's going to be great. And for them to reach out and have her, you know, that, I tell you what, Ginger is someone who, in my opinion, she has taken what she received from RuPaul's Drag Race. Absolutely. And she's like a Bianca Del Rio. She's doing her own shows. She's writing her own stuff. I mean, she was TVLandLive.com, you know, if you look at them. But. Well, right she, before Rona hit, she was scheduled to go through Australia and New Zealand. Janine yeah. Klein and, and her were going to go perform, and that all got kiboshed. Yep, uh, yep. And now she's got lots of things opening up for her. I know. She had another big opening this week. Yes. Her big opening in Chicago. Yes, she did. As the star of La Caja Fall. La Caja Fall. I love it. I That's love it. That's so amazing. And I can see her. She was um, Harvey's part, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I hope, she, Harvey, I hope but, she's um, able to tour that. What a great yes. vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, if they tour... Because he gets to do both sides of himself. Yes. In and out of drag. In and out of drag. Bravo. And playing a drag queen that gets in and out of drag. That post is snap. Post, post snap. Oh, speaking of which... Oh, we don't invisible have... clink. Here. Yes. Clink. Oh, it's a big frosty mug of clink. <laughs> yeah, Bruce is mm. the like, it's a big mug of clink. Big I totally mug forgot of clink. to pull our, our shot glasses out. That's okay, honey. We pre-gamed. Yes. Yes, don't that's true. Allegedly. Oh, I'm not whining. <laughs> I'm not whining about it. Jim, beat me up. <laughs> hey, Jack, you know Daniel? <laughs> mm, they're friends. They're boyfriends. All right, Captain. They call each other honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, honey. Taylor made me a honey shot on Friday. That oh, was really? all I needed. Yeah. It always gets you there. It gets that warmth in your belly. It gets you nice, warm, fuzzy. You're just like, oh, yeah. There we go. Just like a bear hugging you. <laughs> so also this week, well, first of all, let's talk about, I mean, I was going to say RuPaul's Drag Race, but before that, let's talk about a different television show. Which one? Survivor. Do you watch Survivor? I usually don't, but I caught the beginning of this one because I had heard what was. About Jackson? Yes. This is, Jackson is the first out trans male. Right. He's the first out one because they've had Zeke on a previous season and Zeke wasn't out. She popped out. out later. Yeah, Zeke wasn't out. Zeke was Zeke was just presenting as a man but never told anyone that he was trans. Right. Um, but Jackson on this season, my, my, Jackson, how fast they come, how fast they go. Well, I think it was smart. I think Survivor did a very good thing by Survivor taking him did, off the show. They did a very good thing. They probably saved his life. And something I, I watch because I'm all about it. I watch Outback. I watch uh, Ponderosa. All of that stuff. With Long them, you know, afterwards, <laughs> Right. That's where I was going with it. But yeah, Ponderosa. Um, Texas. The Red after House. shows and stuff like that. Well, they had shown some deleted scenes. And Jackson was actually... 
one of the first ones to go running around looking for an idol. Yeah, he was. And they didn't show it on the TV no, they show. Didn't. But he was the first one that was running around looking for an idol, and he got caught. So in <laughs> a way, it's is a tree by Cody. In a way, it's good that he ended up having to be disqualified because if he didn't, they John, probably would have voted him out if he was on the losing team. As someone that that has mental health issues and deals with it, it would have been horrible for him to come off of the oh, drug yeah. that he was on. Yeah. Lithium. In one day. Lithium. Oh, I he know. He had two doses left. And yeah. God bless him for trying it. No, but that no, that's that's something that you don't mess with. No, because he wasn't going to be dehydrated and poor nutrition and no sleep and no all of it. It would have. I've wondered about that though. Like with people with HIV, we haven't. They we won't haven't, do it. That right because you can't take your medicines nope. every day. No. Nope. Well, okay. That will probably change with the advent of these one pill a day with or without food. Right, and the injection, the injection that you only have to get once a month. Um, they actually, there's a study in San Francisco, my friend's on, that it's once every three months. Yes. That's just yeah, like I a tune-up. Oh, guess what? I'm going on a study. Yay. I'm going on a study this week. Um, I started, and it is taking a medicine that has, they've taken out the uh, chemical in broccoli, and it's in other other vegetables and fruits also, but it's supposed to be one that helps you lose weight, and it's also supposed to help take down your cholesterol and your triglycerides. Nice. And I'm getting paid for it. Hey. I, could, I was so happy when my doctor called. I'm like, first I'm like, oh, hello, is there something wrong? And he's like, hey, I've got this study going on with these people. Would you be interested? And it pays this much. And I'm like, absolutely I will. If you got to deal with it anyway, give me money to do something I already do. I mean, I already eat broccoli and the 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 stuff that he was talking about. I'm like, I already do that. So absolutely, give me the pill version of it and let's see what it does. Right? Yay! Uh, and get paid. <laughs> get paid. So the other reality show to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. You well, watched it? I want to know who killed it. We're still investigating. I've watched, I've also been reading different people's reactions where they're just like, this is the longest season of Drag Race ever. And it really is because they had two people go home in the first episode and then turn or the first two episodes and then turn around and bring them back. So it was three episodes in before somebody went home. And then we've had, now this is the third time that we've had nobody go home. I thought the beginning part of it, the mini challenge, was yes. hysterical. I thought the mini challenge was great. I like Diabelli's. This is hellish AMSR. Yes. Pop, 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 pop. I liked. I really, I really liked Bosco because it looked so much like what Aquaria walked in with, and, and even the hair. And Willow loves to make things that she cannot walk in. Right. She does. But I think the tiny steps actually work for her. Give, it gives her her personality. And Daya's rug rat. Yes. She did look like the rug rat. <laughs> Glued that little spot of hair up to the top I of her head. I thought it was hysterical. Yes. And Jasmine and her falling off wigs. Oh. She needs a bobby pin. That's just my she opinion. Needs, she needs to be use some got to be glued. 
<laughs> she really does because she's yeah she loses wigs too easy and she needed more pins like last week when she had her her own hair but then she had it pulled and she had that big when she had the lip sync that, fell that off. thing was flying every which way possible <laughs> she needs more fix a flat or something out there because it's not working yeah out. because she'd come in I yeah I just can't believe another week of nobody going home. What, what, but let's talk about Snatch Game. And that's what I'm going to talk about. They submit their characters well in advance. Way well in advance. Well. What happened? I don't know. I only like two of them. Deja I, killed it. And what's sad is she really didn't do that much more than yell and stand up, but everybody else did so bad it made her look even better. They were horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. It seemed like they thought it was more about the impersonation than it was about making RuPaul laugh, which is what that Snatch Game is all about. It just didn't work on any level. At all. For any of them, really. At all. Um, I did like, um, oh, who was it? Not Daya. I thought Daya did okay, Ozzy, but she could have gone a lot further. It was so pale. Wait, yeah, she could have gone so much further. Oh, Angeria. I loved, I loved her Tammy Brown. Oh, yeah, let's go out. But she kept But he never the, got beyond that. It never got beyond that, but I thought that was what was so funny, was because it just kept doing the same thing, which was not Tammy Brown. And Tammy Brown has so many isms and so many... You know, walking children in the woods. She um, looked like Pam Greer to me. I yeah. mean, it didn't. In it didn't connect going. in any way. I found it. I just found it funny, but in that type of way that oh, I love to watch B rated B movies, B grade movies. Did William Shakespeare have boobs? Did oh I miss my that gosh. memo? You know, did what? I miss that memo? There was so much potential there for Lady Camden. So much potential. Completely missed it. I very much missed it. And when Deja spit the grill out and had to yeah. go back, that was hysterical. Put the back out, yes. Deja did spit the grill out. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, someone else who missed it was Bosco, and I thought Bosco looked Horribly. very much like her. Um, but the character wasn't there. It was like, who was he doing? He was doing the same person from the drag con. Yes. Yes, because he did. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. Um, Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow. I thought he looked great. I thought they all looked great, except for Georges. And he relied on and, too many products. Yes, that's what it was. He just tried to rely on too many of Gwyneth Paltrow's products. Georges always looks pretty, but there's nothing there, and he wasn't Alana Glazer. No, not at all. Not at all. They just and Betsy DeVos, Jasmine. Oh. She should be absolutely. She should be kicked out mm. because the potential there. So many of them had so much potential. Willow Pills, Drew Barrymore was horrible. And was very horrible, yet he looked great and he had and that And he didn't list. know that, that 
Drew and Rue had worked on it. That I thought was funny. I watched his I'm face like, crack. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you feel either, even smaller in your seat as opposed to being Drew Barrymore, someone who RuPaul did a movie with and they did some stuff with and then not remember it when Rue says, oh, obviously you don't remember it. You don't even come back then with something funny. You're just like, oh. Yeah, she didn't have a comeback. No. Which was, it was just waiting. Which, yeah. Because she could have said I relapsed or I, said, I wasn't oh, sober or. Those were my years. Oh, those were the years of acid. Or, or, LSD I, just been, or I was on Letterman the night before. Yeah. Anything. Anything. But nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. And then the, what was the, the hot couture? Hot couture, this, the, um, the, uh, the runway. Yeah, the runway looks. The runway theme. What did you think of Deja's? Deja's, I thought, was very cheap looking. It looked like it should, like she was trying to be like a um, medieval, a medieval knight, is what I thought of. But the material looked very cheap. It did. It looked like like the kind you get at Halloween for costumes, you know, that you would buy at Party City. I thought Jasmine's was beautiful. On yes. the other hand. Yes. And the reveal was great. The and the look. reveal was great. But if another I'm drag I'm not a big Jasmine fan, but yes. No. Uh, Angaria's church lady was amazing. Oh, she was on point. Very much on point. We've, we've all seen it many times from different people, but yeah. Willow turning herself into a mushroom. The mushroom. Now Hysterical. that was great. Hysterical. Yes. And she looked great. She did. Her whole story behind it was awesome. I was hoping that they were going to have to link something, lip sync for their lives while she was a shrimp. Yeah, while she was a mushroom. But that didn't happen. Diabetti looked good. It looked like yeah, she Lady did. Gaga, Alexander right. McQueen. It looked very Lady Gaga. Camden missed it with the Spice Girls thing completely. I liked it though. It looked like Austin Powers. It 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 looked cheap also. But it didn't look as cheap as, as Deja's did, in my opinion. But Bosco's was sickening. Bosco's was. Bosco. Sickening. Although, in this, in, you know, to play devil's advocate there, Bosco also was wearing something that was very much like what she's already done last week, where she was just wearing a bra, corset, and panties. Yeah, but she took but off the nun's habit the and she had the hooves. The nun's habit and she had the hooves and she still had everything. I thought it was excellent. Yes. For the Those hooves were great. Those were fire. They really were. And you know it's bad when they go right to the critiques. Yes. It was like, uh-oh. Everybody. Diabetti, you're, I mean, Deja, congratulations, you're a winner. I cannot wait to see the, well, let me get it right, lip sync Lollapalooza. I know. So it's almost like they took what they did last season where they and had spun everybody, it up a little bit. and they moved it later on, and then have the lips. I think they had to because that snatch game was horrible. It you was. couldn't pick one. The only one you could pick is Deja. And they gave it to her. Yeah. But I went into that episode so hopeful because so it's usually so funny. It usually is the best. I so was I. And the characters they picked, I was like, oh, on paper this is they great. read. They really did. And you had time to prepare some. It must be the pressure. I, yeah. The pressure. And the editing. We don't know what we didn't get to see. Yeah, we all know about editing. 
Yeah. Because that can make a gay guy look straight. So now Jasmine, Ma- uh, Jasmine Masters, not Jasmine Masters. <laughs> Uh, Alyssa Edwards? Yeah, Alyssa Edwards. Jasmine is, she is. She's bi. She's the last one to not have won. She has not come out on top at any time. Has Georgia's? Yes. Georgia's won early on. She won. Okay. And, um, yeah, the only thing that Jasmine has won are lip sync battles. Uh, She sent her fair share of girls home. She sent two girls home so far. I don't care for her, though. I don't think she's going to make it to the top four. I don't think so, either. She needs to grow a bit. She has a lot of growth to do before. <laughs> yeah, those growths, too. She has a lot of growth to She has a lot of growth to deal with. And she needs to take a little bit away from... <laughs> Face crack. Lie. She needs to take a little away, too. But no, I don't think she's gonna... I don't think she's got even gonna make top four. She'll probably be that fifth one, top five, and nope. then she goes out. No, her and Georgia's are taking a boat probably like <laughs> I, Georgia's, next Friday. Georgia just needs to show... It's just, it's just pretty. Something, right. Mm. She needs to say something. Even um, Sasha Colby was had shown more. Right, it wasn't Sasha that was on here. It was Carrie Colby. Even Carrie Colby, sh- you know, she showed a little more than just being pretty at times. She tried. Bless the God. She tried. Well... We have come to that time of day. It's right in the middle of our show. So we wanted to bring you a little segment that we like to do. It's a segment that, I don't know, you get to learn a couple things. Maybe. And we like to call it a moment of... Your gay history. 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 <laughs> so this week in your gay history, we want to talk about drag history. It's a drag queen who ran for president in 1992. She also ran for mayor of Chicago. Um, her name is Joan Jet Black. She did run in 1992 to become the first queer black drag queen president. She forced Washington to grapple with queer issues. She is so good. So she first in Chicago, she put herself as a ride in. Yeah. To be mayor of Chicago. She put herself as a ride in and she's like, look. Nobody's going to be able to do anything. If I want to see a change, I've got to make the change. And so she became this activist for LGBTQ rights. Yep. And, you know, everyone thinks of Marsha Washington or Martha, Marsha Martha, Johnson. Marsha P. Johnson. Marsha P. Johnson. Marcia. There were many people that did it. There are many people that have done it. We went through many of them um, a couple weeks ago when we talked about, you know, and she wasn't even in that list. Did you notice that? No, Joan Jet Black wasn't in that list. So, um, she announced her candidacy in 1992 to run for president under the slogan "Lick Bush in '92." She ran as part of the Queer Nation Party, and she helped found the Chicago branch of the activist organization. And so, in doing that, she became the first ever drag queen to run for president. And then she moved to San Francisco. And we had a, he was a, he ran the Senate until they finally started term limits in San Francisco. So then Mm -hmm. she ran against Willie Brown when he was mayor of San Francisco. Yep, yep. 
And um, Terrence Smith is his boy name. He started doing drag in 1974 and once worked as a fitness instructor who had a muscular beard, a muscular build that he never wanted to hide under dresses or cat suits. He said that his drag is inspired by Grace Jones, David Bowie, and Divine. What a threesome to take your drag from. Absolutely. That would be the ones to take them from. Throw a little Elton John in there and you really got me. And he had a little Sylvester in him, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He describes this look as part Coco Chanel, part Fredericks of Hollywood. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I can like this. So what she called it, she called it a campaign, camp. C-A-M-P, pain, P-A-I-N. Because the campaign was put in in the camp, taking out the pain, honey. That's how she described it. (laughs) That's very brave to be doing that back then. Yes. And when she ran for mayor um, in Chicago, even though she lost the mayoral, I can't speak. Even though she lost that mayor election, she claimed herself the title queer mayor of Chicago. Of course she did. That's just, you know, like you said, then she um, was going over to uh, San Francisco. There's just so much. I mean, and it's not not just her being black or not just her being a drag queen, but she's also black. But at the same time, a person of color, you know, for 10 years prior was the Vogue and the yes. house balls and people doing that. Yes. And then came HIV, which people had to speak up for each other. Yep. Yep. And coming from that act up queer nation space, you do that. Yep. That never leaves you. She even, um, when she was in Chicago, she was the Democratic National Con- She went to the Democratic National Convention in spiked heels and miniskirts, blonde wig, pearls, leather jacket, pink lipstick, and lots of costume jewelry. <laughs> you know, it's just like, girl, she is the one. And she says, it's all out in the open about me, honey. She is the one Well, this was after Clinton won. And Clinton was our, but for the first president that was really sort of an ally to us. Right. In the darkness. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) But God bless Joan Jett Black. Joan Jett Black. What a name. I I love it. And it's Black B-L-A-K-K. Mm-hmm. Joan Jet Black. What a wonderful person. I mean, what a wonderful person. Yeah, there was a documentary on her. This is, what is it called? Um, Miss Black for President. Yeah. It's at uh, SWSX or SXSW at, last yeah, year. In Austin. Yeah, we'll, have to, get, we'll have to get that and watch it. Sometime. We'll have to find that. Yeah, and watch it. So, I don't really like talking about our former president that much, but this is just kind of funny that he loves playing what he calls the gay national anthem and show tunes when he DJs at Mar-a-Lago. Sometimes Can you imagine that? He gets up there and DJs. And whenever they ask, what's your go-to banger? YMCA. Now, I will say this also. In addition to YMCA, he also really likes Macho Man. Uh, he, he plays them all. He plays it all the time at his home. 
Oh, I'm just like, seriously? Yes. He loves he loves YMCA, which he calls the gay anthem. Oh, John, that's just so ridiculous. He sat down for an hour-long podcast interview with the Nelk Boyds. Um, they're Canadian YouTubers, and the Toronto Star describes as some of the most recognizable personalities for young people in North America. So... Went with this headline. Uh, the Daily Mail came out with this headline. Trump claims he sent German Chancellor Angela Merkel a, right, a white flag as a gift for surrendering to Russia by signing the Nordstrom II agreement. Okay. So then uh, what that has to do with any of that. But anyway, so we're getting into his love of the 1978 song by the village people ymca it became a staple at his uh, campaign rallies in 2020 and it was also the outro he did it for using his outro that was the music playing whenever he was leaving you know why why because when he was like in his 30s when he went to studio 54 when it was a disco that's what they play yeah and he's yeah 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 and Anybody would know our national anthem is I Will Survive. Exactly. Sorry, sis. Everybody knows that. You don't get to tell me what the national anthem is. And there's also is. different national anthems because Born This Way would be one also. Rain on me for, for some. Newest. Yeah, yeah, for the newest and stuff. Um, so he loved to bounce around on stage for YMCA, but oddly... He, he never did this, he never did the YMCA. He never actually did the YMCA dance move with Maybe it. he was really at the YMCA cuz he does this. Right. That's right. So weird. Yes, it is. And so uh, Victor Willis, who's the lead singer for the Village People, he did an interview with BBC News. Uh -huh. And he says, Donald Trump does what Donald Trump does. I've never seen him actually put his hands up and make the YMCA. He's changed it to MAGA or something. So, and they and the group have asked him to not play their songs, and he's continuously playing YMCA and Macho Man. The people that own the rights to it are allowing him. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people were perplexed with why he had such an enthusiasm for YMCA, and it's the song is widely assumed to be about gay sex, but it never really is. But Trump made it clear that he's well aware of the association and he has no problem with it. Toward the end of the interview, he was asked about reports that he's been DJing at Mar-a-Lago events. Oh yeah, DJ Orange, DJ Orange on the mic. <laughs> He he says that he explained that when he advertises that the ex-president will be playing the role of DJ, that doesn't mean that he's spinning records. No, I don't spin, but I pick. I pick the ones I like. <laughs> if I could make cricket noises, I would. So basically he comes out and he's like, YMCA, the gay national anthem. Did you ever hear that? YMCA, they call it the gay national anthem. YMCA gets people up and it gets them moving. That's why he likes it so much. <laughs> the gay national anthem. <laughs> oh my gosh, that man. Will he ever, ever quit providing us with so much entertainment? I just say stop. I know. I know. I just think it's funny. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't know how anybody could not be completely saturated. Are there some things that you had to talk about, Tom? Oh, yes, Colton Underwood. 
Yo, oh, actually, that's exactly what I was just about to talk about, too. We were talking about things coming out, so. Yeah. So Andy Cohen asked <laughs> Cole that Nadua, did hysteric. you read the questions I watched he it. He asked him nine questions to see how he grasped gay culture and if he really can get his gay card or not. And the questions were, <laughs> which Spider-Man would the gays rather have cast a web over their heart? Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland? He picks Tom Holland. Which is the right answer. Mm. <laughs> what are the, number two, what are the gays worst at? Parallel parking or basic math? Uh, parallel parking. That's what I was saying. Was it basic math? I don't know. I don't know. I would. I think, think it was parallel parking. parking. Yeah, because we can do math. We got a tip. Um, what's the fiercest accessory? A wide brimmed hat or a bandana? A wide oh, brimmed hat. No, it was two pictures of him. Uh -huh. He had a big wide brim hat. The other had a baseball ba uh, baseball cap backwards and a bandana. Oh. The gays like the big hat. Yes. He got that wrong. He got that wrong. Yes. He said bandana. Yes. What color bandana? Maybe Red. he's flagging. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Rosebud. Gonna move on to the next question. Number three. What's the fiercer except? Oh, that was that. Number four. Which Rain On Me singer do the gays think is the reigning queen of pop? Lady Gaga or Ariana Grande? He nailed that one with the chromatica Gaga ball. With Gaga. Which Sex in the City character do the gays most identify? Got it right. Sarah said, Jessica Parker. No, Samantha. Samantha. The one that's not there anymore. Right. Which funny lady tickles the gays more, Jennifer Coolidge or Amy Schumer? I guess Schumer. she nails it right with Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, okay. I was. I like Amy Schumer. This gay does. Number seven. What do the gays care less about, sports or cars? This one, he said. Uh, cars. And, uh, Andy Cohen's like. I know this was going to break your heart, but pick. And he's like, it's breaking my heart, but it's sports. And he was right. All the sports. I was thinking, oh, cars, because sports, you can see some very fun stuff. What are the gays looking more forward to? New Rihanna music or Lady Gaga's much delayed chromatica ball? Chromatica ball chromatica for the win. Chromatica ball for the win. Which summer house mate would the gays most likely want to make out with in a pantry? Luke, Carl, Alex, Andrea, or Kyle? I don't know one of the. It I don't showed know pictures of of them, and uh -huh. it was the first one, the blonde one, and it looked just like him. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Really? Hmm. Huh. So Colton Underwood scores six out of the nine correct. So uh, Andy Cohen concluded he's gay. Been gay for a while. And they're not really sure with the Gaga Grande question. It could be either, really. So um, Andy Cohen asked Underwood if he and Brown, his his fiance, would be signing a prenup before their marriage. And he's in the audience. The lover is like right there. <gasps> oh, and he asked. They're him putting the him on camera. Oh my gosh. And he, he did say that we've already had this conversation. We're in it for the long hauls. I know you guys have options on our opinions on prenups, but we don't want to put those vibes out there. How cool is that? I don't think it's that smart. I don't think it was. A lot of things were smart. But again, it's a lot of editing. Right. But Colton also said that he went on The Bachelor was as a, a step for self-conversion therapy. Oh, it's 444. Oh, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would never want to go in public and do conversion therapy on TV. Exactly, and he had he had a mess of a season. Ooh, it's because he was going through it. Yeah, yeah, so much easier just to come out of the closet regularly. Your clothes don't look wrinkled then. 
Where exactly? <laughs> they might smell like mothballs, but they're not wrinkled. No. <laughs> so I kind of was like questioning if I really wanted to talk about this or not because we have talked the last few weeks about the whole don't say gay stuff. I'm going to have to. But I have to talk about it that. In Tennessee now, Republicans there are advancing their version of don't say gay. With the quickness. Very quickness. The bill is on our governor's desk. If you don't agree with it, you should absolutely reach out to your elected re- officials and let them know now how you feel. Yeah, and if you in but in Tennessee, they're they're about to do it now too. It's going through everywhere. Yeah. They say that LGBTQ lifestyles are inappropriate and often offend a significant portions of students, parents, and Tennessee residents with Christian values. Let's go back to the word lifestyles because that's not the right word. Yeah, I know. I know. Lifestyle. I is can't believe we're refighting this 50 years later. Again. Again, and in Tennessee, it's called HB House Bill 800, introduced by Representative Bruce Griffey. It would ban textbooks and other instructional materials in Tennessee public schools that promote, normalize, support, or address controversial social issues such as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender lifestyles. And that is a quote. I think most parents would like the sexuality of our children to be left to our parents in the home and not part of a curriculum. What curriculum is what school is having a curriculum on this? None. Let's let's be clear. They're making something up again to make they're blowing something up that has nothing to do with anything. The people that were advocating on our behalf in Tallahassee were trying to get them to change the word curriculum which is very broad and very vague, to classroom instruction, and they wouldn't do it. I'm just against it. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. If anybody does not think this is an all-out assault on just one specific part of our populace, Mm -hmm. it's really bad. Yeah. It's just intimidation. And the bill has advanced in Tennessee, so we're going to be having, you know. They're fast-tracking them everywhere. It's kind of like how Mississippi did with the abortion that they did. They retook it up, and then everywhere else is starting to. Now all the other states are like, oh, yeah, they did this, so let's do it and do our own spin on it, which Florida did. Idaho this morning introduced the same bill, the gay bill, uh in Idaho. Yep, and now today we're, like, dealing with – we're dealing with – People, you know, with the um, gay bill in Tennessee, they're looking and, yeah, all, all kind of. Gay people don't become complacent because our rights are up for a vote right now. Yeah, very much so. And oh, whether you're for or against, vote.org. Everybody should register. Yes, everyone should. Winter is no coming. No matter how you feel, you should register with it. So you're just talking about Idaho. Idaho. Yes, Idaho lawmakers, they threatened to jail librarians for letting kids read LGBT books. It's a new bill in Idaho that will alter state law to remove an educational exception for disseminating works of community deems that the community deems harmful to minors. The penalty for violating the law is a fine up to $1,000 and up to one year in jail. Can you believe that? Where's my freedom? Exactly. Where's my freedom? I, I just don't. It, it's, I'm just getting 
your church is getting mixed up with my state. Get out. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Really? And a bill passed Idaho's House, which was uh, 51 to 14 Monday, that would eliminate the library and educational institution exception. Now, uh, the House bill is House Bill 666. <gasps> And it would simply strike out the part of the law that provides a defense for school and museum employees and librarians and replaces it with nothing at all. They don't replace it with anything. So the librarians are now worried that they could be subjected to criminal penalties for any works that present nudity or sexual contact regardless of the context. When did the Puritans get back here? Exactly. Exactly. And it's like... It, it, you know what it reminds me of? The 1980s when um, there was the LGBT panic, LGBTQ panic in the 80s, always which panic. was AIDS, you know. But, yeah, even before then. Um, it reminds me of that. Um, it's just amazing that you can't read a book on two people that fall in love that happen to be of the same sex, but you you can't have that book, and that book can actually have you put in jail for a year. Meanwhile, you can go pick up Jaws and it's straight out porn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or any sh- or a lot of Shakespeare works. Look at some of the works that Shakespeare put out any there. Any of Mid- the Harlequin Midsummer romance Night novels. Dreams. Um, well, I'm thinking about what would be in school book or in school libraries, but there's it, it amazes me. I, I'm I'm utterly, utterly. I'm amazed at that. And what's weird about it is that most Americans, even in the majority of Republicans, support the legal recognition of same-sex relationships. No, they say they do. That's exactly what it is. Actions matter. Words are cheap. Yep. Yep. Bleep. Yep. Very cheap. And they, they cost one. The words are about the amount of one ruble and you know the ruble is worth a lot less now than it was <laughs> but you know what got really expensive over the weekend gas no what the price of a macchiato on miami beach oh really oh florida man did it again oh tell me about that well before we get out of here there was a man doing his business in a starbucks in miami number one or two Number three. Oh, my, no. Oh, yes. And this lady felt so compelled she had to film all 10 minutes of it. <gasps> and then he ran out. And then they tased and tackled him. Okay. Did he go to the bathroom to do it? No. Oh, well, there's a problem. On South Beach in the lobby. Oh, well, there, well at least the, all the people chasing him were hot because it's South Beach. No, but he just, like, unzipped it. And, and just went right there. Flapping. Oh, Florida man. Oh, Florida man. So I know that Starbucks is going to be on the Miami tour now. Yeah. And yeah. this is where they taste him. Wow. I just love Florida for that sort of stuff. Florida's great for that kind of stuff. Ladies on motorized suitcases, extra cream at Starbucks. <laughs> would you like <laughs> would you like that with froth or without froth? Frappe, please. No. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's like crazy. 
So there is, a, a, just to get into some type of stuff real quick, that's crazy, Florida man. Florida man. We're talking about 76ers man now. So Paul Reed, he, he is a forward for Philadelphia 76ers. He is the first NBA player to publicly apologize for anti-gay tweets that were featured in an OutSports expose containing a trove of homophobic tweets made by more than three dozen NBA players. I'm sure. So good for you, Paul Reed, for apologizing. Locker room talk can be brutal. Shame on you, Paul Reed, for even engaging in it in the first place. You know, yeah, you apologize. Woohoo, good for you. But you, what does this say that you... You went to the time to write it down. Yeah, yeah, I can't even say some of it. He says, um, in 2014, he tweeted, um, bees be gay today, by tomorrow and pregnant Sunday. Ha. Uh, he sent out in 2015. Why is it so many people, which I can't say the word he used, why is it so many people dressing up like girls and putting on wigs trying to be funny? That's gay, 100%. No, it's a moneymaker. Uh-huh. Or it's Halloween. So what he says is, now he says, uh, last week two insensitive statements I made on social media as a teenager were published in an article. Over the years, my eyes have been open to the struggles that the LGBTQ plus community faces every day. Now, more than ever, equality is crucial and essential for the future of our communities. Don't take my paycheck. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad you can read well because that is an apology that was written out for you to say. That is not a real apology from the heart. Again, it's more actions. Let's see what he does. Get out and, you know, get out there and... You don't have to post everything you think on social media. Exactly. Exactly. Even if he said... Shout out to my Facebook jail friends. (laughs) And we all have them. The Facebook jail friends. Yes, we do. We have them all. These are the ones that are still locked up. Yeah. May you one day be free. (laughs) Well, it's getting to be that time again. What? What? It's been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. The most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. Remember, fight the good fight. Let justice roll because we are one human family, somewhat dysfunctional, but still one human family. I am your host with the most, DJ Crazy JC John. I'm now the bear. I love you. I love you. And we will see you next Tuesday. Order up for a Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock, your latte's ready. Gay, gay, gay.